Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Rumor and Gio Coney live. The Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Bill Belichick, the Patriots. It is over. Noon press conference. Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick. This is on the heels of Pete Carroll and Nick Saban yesterday. And joining us right now, the perfect guy to talk about all of it is Hall of Famer. One of the great coaches of his generation, Super Bowl champion, now on the NFL today, Bill Cower. Bill, good morning. What's happening? How are you doing, Gio? I'm doing great. Long time. Yeah, I know, I know. And uh, we have to. We're going to see each other uh, coming up later this month, and we will talk about that and promote that in just a little bit. But uh, let's hear it. Your initial reaction to this Belichick thing finally being complete. Well, I think it was a lot of speculation. I think we could all see it kind of come into fruition. You know, I was hopeful that, again, hopeless romantic that they could work it out. But I, I think when you look at what's happened and what's taken place the last couple of years and, you know, the lack of being able to really transition from Tom to, to, to any kind of consistency at that quarterback position has really led, you know, to them with their record they have. Listen, they played good defense through the course of these last couple of years. They've just not been able to get anything going offensively. And, you know, I think as you can just see, I think it's. Uh, I know Bill wants the fifteen more wins. That, that there's no. He's driven by that. He loves football. He loves the whole process of football. Whether it's like he, as he mentioned, the game planning, the game day, the the drafts, and part of that. And I think the drafting part of it. And I think the general manager part of that that Bill has is probably was it led to this uh, parting of ways. And I think going somewhere else and just being a football coach and just worrying about the football end of it will be very refreshing for him. You know, uh, uh, Bill, thanks for joining us this morning. You and I have been talking about this for, I feel like, months about what was going to happen there. And I know you were the hopeless romantic that they were going to be able to work things out. I'm assuming that today with this press conference, and they're both going to be there, that they have worked out a parting of the ways, and Bill Belichick will not be encumbered about where he may go next and if that is the case, and I and I do believe that will be the case, what is the best fit for Bill Belichick next year if he is coaching in the NFL? <laughs> and Bill, we have been talking about this all year, and I'm glad to see you back. We missed you last week on the show. Um, you got your nice sweater on today. Look, you look, you look really, really sniffy. Let's Thank go. you. I appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah. So, so, so. <laughs> but uh, you know what? If I'm Bill Belichick, what have I been lacking for the last what three or four years? So Quarterback. Quarterback, also skill positions, right? Some place they've got some speed on offense. I, give me the best offense that's out there, um, and, and I'll take care of the defense. Don't worry about that. That, to me, is where I think if he has an opportunity, again, you know, it has to meet uh, two people have to come together, and that be the case. And I mean, you're looking at a lot of jobs that are available out there, but, man, 
when you when you think about for Bill and these 15 wins, he'll say, I got defensive side. Give me an offense that's pretty much set in place. Mm-hmm. Certainly you look at the LA Chargers with Justin Herbert and what he can give with that quarterback. That's a natural thing. But do you, can you see Bill on the, on the West Coast? But I think Bill, wherever he goes, I don't think it's a long-term thing, obviously given his age, but also his, his choice. But I think he's going to go somewhere for two or three years. All right, so if it were you, and you were looking at this, and you were saying to yourself, okay, I want to go and coach, I want to go and win, we all know how important the quarterback position is. So the Chargers have got to be number one on that list. Adam Schefter is out there, and uh, he has been reporting that there will be serious interest from the Falcons. Now, you and I have sat there all year long with Phil and Nate and everybody else talking about the Falcons, their speed, their offense, their playmakers, but their lack of quarterback could you see Arthur Blank uh, make a, a move for a Bill Belichick? And what about the Spanos family? Are they an easy family to work for in the eyes and the reputation within the coaching community? Yeah, I, I don't. I think the Spanos. I mean, there might be some limitations there, but if you're sharing a stadium with the Rams, um, but I think there's no problem with that. I think the Atlanta job, if you look at all the jobs, to me is the most appealing one for that reason. And number one is look at that division. It's just waiting for somebody to take over. Yes, they lack a quarterback, but everything else that you have is in place. And you have a division that's waiting for someone to take over. Carolina, you got Baker Mayfield and Derek Carr, the two main, Bryce Young, I know, in Carolina, but he's still young. We don't know what he is. So I think that the only thing Atlanta lacks right now is a quarterback, and I don't see a quarterback in the long-term future that I would be too afraid of in terms of dominating the division. And I think that's what it comes down to. To me, you better win in your division, boom. I mean, that, that's the one thing. You know you're going to get a home playoff game, and you know that that number one is the number one goal of every team when you start the season. Yes, you want to get to the Super Bowl. Yes, you want to go in long into the playoffs. But the number one thing is win in your division. And that, that's the thing you're trying to do. You draft to win in your division. I think that's the thing that, to me, and that's why it's the most appealing is both those jobs. I mean, from Carolina and Atlanta, but Carolina's a little more of a rebuild. But Atlanta has a lot of things in place, and the only thing they're lacking right now is a quarterback. And I think you'll see a few quarterbacks available, you know, at, at in the offseason. And the Atlanta has a much more stable owner. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah Arthur Blank, I don't know, but, you know, I'm not going to say someone's unstable, but I, Arthur Blank wants to win. He's all in. He's not getting any younger either. So, you know, he wants this thing to be, uh, you know, he wants this thing to happen pretty quickly. Now, as a lot of these owners do, that's why you see eight job openings. Everybody wants instantaneous results, and that's the nature of the business right now. But we're in Geo with Bill Cowher on the fan and CBS Sports Network. What do you think happened with Pete Carroll and Seattle? Uh, you know, I think, again, it's the same thing. I mean, at some point, you know, he's 70 some years old. I don't think Pete wants to go anywhere else. Uh, they may be looking at an opportunity when you're starting to see a lot of people out there. They have a very young team, so they're probably thinking more long term. Um, and you know, with Pete, you know, it's, you know what's long term. But I, I get it. Unfortunately, your age does become a little bit of an obstacle for people in terms of trying to have a vision for where the team is going. And it's a very young team, and Pete has done a tremendous job out there. His energy, building that team, players playing for him. I, I, I see him just taking another role within that organization, as he should. This guy is a winner, uh, proven champion. And I think what they have is right now is they want to get a good young guy in there to take this young football team to the next level. Yeah, so you re- you don't think that he's going to want to coach somewhere else? I mean, that that's surprising to me. The, the way that he sounded yesterday uh, sounded like he, he this was not his choice, and he's got the energy and the passion to do it, and he'd be willing to go somewhere else. 
I think if it was somewhere else, it'd be somewhere else on the West Coast. So I think you don't think he's going to leave. That could be a J. He could. Be, how about the Chargers for him? Yeah, I, I just I don't see Pete with where he's at. To me, he's been a CR mm. for fourteen years. These last fourteen years, he's won a championship there. I don't see him starting over. You know, you go somewhere else, boom. And co- coaching, right? You, you're not going to have an instantaneous result. You're, if you go somewhere, you got to commit yourself for three, four years to build a culture, to build a team that reflects who you are. It's not something you just go there for a one year stop. It's not going to just turn around just because you walk in that door. They got to get to know you. You need got to get to know them. You got to put together a staff. It, it entails a lot, and so. Starting over somewhere else, and Mike Brabel is going to be in a position to do the same thing. I mean, I, you know, I, I coached Braves. Braves. I, I, I've talked with him, and so he, you know, he's he's just he. he this is where he's at. Um, you know, who knows? He could end up in New England. That was kind of an awkward thing I thought during the season when he went up there for a Hall of Fame introduction, wearing the, the uh, New England jacket. While his team was still down in Tennessee. Yeah, well, that was his bye week. It was his bye week. You know, I mean, they yeah, are allowed to do some his... things, you know. But, yeah, I know that we all thought that was awkward. There was no no question about that. Hey, let me ask. All right, so this is silly season in the NFL. We got all these job openings. We got fans from every team calling in this morning. It's crazy. So we have a Pittsburgh Steeler fan call in. I mean, hardcore. He's got your accent, the whole thing. And he goes, we need to fire Mike Tomlin and hire Bill Belichick. And then Code, I mean, uh, Gio here goes on the soliloquy as to how much the Roonies hate Belichick. Is that is that accurate? No, no. We hated losing to him. Okay, Gio's right about that. So, but it was we lost. Gio said, "I'm telling you, I am saying the words I'll, exactly." I'll, I'll say it. I'm sitting right here for God's yes. sakes. Uh, so, no, I, I don't think I believe that that there was cheating that they thought that they got cheated out of games and we've talked about this many times and i talked to josh miller about this and uh, oh over and over gosh. again they josh <laughs> miller <laughs> yeah yeah uh that that in 01 to a punter over this coach he, well he was on both the steelers in 01 and the patriots in 04 and and so that's why so th- this this whole cheating thing and those two AFC championship games and how all the players said if I felt like they knew what we were doing before we did it there's no way in hell that the Roonies would hire Bill Belichick as the coach of the of the Pittsburgh Steelers no way well, number one, Mike Tomlin's not going anywhere, Gio. Just yeah. you can come to grips with that. Mike's I know, I know. I mean, this is these crazy I, fans that are calling in. That—that's what I was I know, alluding to. I know. And listen, we have—I have nothing but respect for Bill Belichick, and and he was an in- integral part of my upbringing. We got to know each other very well, professionally and personally. So, you know, I, I have so much respect for the impact he's had in the coaching profession and what he's done, his respect for the game. He's a historian, great uh, historian of the game. And, and so started as a spe- special teams coach just like I did. So, you know, we, we're contemporaries, and I, and I have so much respect for him from that standpoint. So I don't think it's a question of, you know, whether – I don't think – people – May not like his style, and I know he's not great with the media all the time, but uh, he, as a football coach, the guy brings the right core values. He tries to build something. There's a culture there. And anyone that plays there, he holds people accountable, and you know, and he's a proven winner. I mean, and what he's done is unprecedented. Yeah, so I uh, they, they would never hire him. If they, if they would never hire him. We know that. Okay, no, they would. Geo, they won't. And Spygate, if they store signals, that's not, that's on us. Yeah. That's not on them. If we allow them to steal our signals, which I don't think really happened, so you're saying that, it, yeah. it, 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 you know. 
Yeah, but you know what? The punter is saying no, that no, they no, get no. Still also, also, my, also my guy. Time out, Larry Foot. My guy, Larry Foot. Same thing. Oh, I mean, God. these guys have flat out said this. So I know Larry Foot. I know Josh Miller. Josh and I. We we always had we had our conversations. <laughs> I mean, here's the coach. You're talking to the coach. He would know. I know he yeah. would know. I'm what what I'm saying is that that city hates the Patriots and hates Bill Belichick and there's just no way because of the history in those championship games <laughs> that if that job were to be open and Bill Belichick were available that that would be a marriage. That's that's all I'm saying. I think I think Coach Cower would, would tend to I I, to. I don't disagree with you. The right, Pittsburgh yeah. fans are very passionate and they're very, very um very, very passionate. And very, very loyal. loyal. Yes. Very loyal. Very loyal. And they and they have, they're also historians. They understand the past and some of the things that have taken place. You know, that's why it surprised me so much when you said your Browns on the NFL today, uh, like three Boom. weeks ago. You're like, I oh, did. my Browns are killing it. And, you know, by the way, your yes. Steelers are in the playoffs, too, by the way. Yes. And so my Chiefs are in there, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know who's not in there? Hey, your hey, Bengals. Yeah, my Bengals are not in Or my Jets or my Cardinals. Yes. Yeah. So you, yeah. The Bermuda Triangle of the NFL, coach. Uh, well, but, you've been you've been everywhere too. You have a bunch of teams. Yes, <laughs> that's right. So the three of us are going to be together Thursday, January twenty fifth. Yeah. So, Gio, Gio, what's the event called? It is called. Oh, jeez, this is where I'm going to get. I'm going to get a shot. It's called when legends I, I, meet. <laughs> oh, so so. Hey, boom! You're there. Yes, I'm there. Hey, Gio, are you a self-proclaimed legend? No, no, <laughs> no you got to understand. He I'm just got elected into this. No, wait, but hold on. <laughs> he just got it. He's getting inducted into the Suffolk County Hall of Fame, which is where this place is <laughs> oh, located. I, this is a oh, big deal okay. for Gio. That's why he's a legend. He's a local legend. I will call him a legend for the night. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. Yes. Uh, David Baker didn't surprise me with a handshake during live on the show, uh, but it was still a, it was still a pretty cool moment. Yes. Yeah, so Thursday, January twenty fifth at Tellers in Islip on Long Island, and you can go to TellersChopHouse dot com to buy tickets. It's right on the top. You could say you could see Boomer size in at Tellers uh, right on the top. You click on that; it will bring you to a link to buy tickets. Uh, we are very, very excited about this, and they're very limited amount of tickets, by the way, right now. Right, limited. And they're really doing this thing up in they a are high doing, class way. Like, Tellers is hey, going to. Gio, Gio, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Would you uh, Would you honor me and do an impersonation of me to start the program off? <laughs> <laughs> I will absolutely do that. I was, you know, it took me a lot to get down here. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm here. Uh, yeah, for sure. I will. I will do that for you, Bill. Anything that you ask of me, I, yes. I will do. By the way, our friends in Towers, the Balsam Group, will do a great, great job for us. So uh, it's going to be a top shelf event for sure. There's only a hundred tickets available. I think now it's probably about thirty tickets available. So yeah. they're going pretty quickly. So uh, hopefully Looking we'll get some people to more to join us. But we, I look forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, it's going to be awesome. All right. So quickly, right. as we get ready to start the playoffs, real quick. You like the Browns over the Texans this weekend? Ah, uh, you're Browns the at home. I know, I know, and this is not the same Texans team that they played last time with Gardner Minshew. I think CJ Stroud is, you know, the running game has been going. So we'll see. But uh, you know, CJ's going to have to go against. He's not faced this defense either. So I think it's a very uh, you know uh, intriguing matchup. Um, but I think again, 
you know, the playoffs are different, and that's the one thing Joe Flacco's got. He's got uh, he's got some experience there. C.J. Stroud, you can talk about the playoffs all you want. Boom, you know it's another level of play. You go from preseason to regular season. There's a speed of the game changes. You go from regular season to, to playoff time, there's a speed of the game changes. You and feel the finality in the air. So yeah. you see how the young man who handles it. And, you know, the other thing is, too, is you got zero degrees in Kansas City. You got Miami coming limping in. Uh, they have, they're, they're missing like seven or eight starters on both sides of the ball. I mean, they're signing guys off the street right now for defense. Um, what, what do you, do you think that Tua can navigate the cold weather and somehow overcome the Kansas City defense? I'm not even talking about Travis Kelsey or Patrick Mahomes. I'm just talking about Tua going against the defense of the Chiefs. Yeah, and, and, and Tyreek Hill coming back, right? Coming yeah. home. And so, that, I mean, he's going to be a little bit inspired from that standpoint. But listen, Mike McDonald, he's, he, Mike McDaniel has done a great job down there, um, right now. And in terms of, you know, they came out and listen, they played a great half against the Buffalo Bills shorthanded, like you talked about. I think it's a tall task to ask, um, particularly for Miami to go up there. But listen, the one thing they have, they're going to get Waddle back. They'll get Mostert back. They have speed. And that's the one thing that they're very hard to simulate, kind of like a Lamar Jackson. You can try to simulate a Miami offense all you want in practice, but when you get on that field, you realize it's another level. So the one thing they have is speed, and anytime it's a one-game situation, you never know. In your eyes, is it a real thing? Warm-weather city team, the Dolphins, has been playing in 75 degrees down there in Miami. All of a sudden, now they got to go on a road, and it's going to be zero degrees in Kansas City. Yeah, it's a real thing. I mean, it's a real thing for everybody. I mean, you can just say, yeah, I mean, Kansas City's out there, but, you know, it's going to be cold for them, too. I mean, yeah, but they live in it. There, you know what I mean? They live in it. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't <clears> think it's, I, I think it's a lot harder, to be honest with you, for a, a North team to go south in the heat. I don't think it's a big deal for a South team to go north in the cold. Wow. So that'll be interesting. That's going to be uh, amazing. And uh, hopefully everybody figures out how to watch the damn game uh, on Saturday night when you're <laughs> yeah, streaming. Exactly. I'm with you on that one. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, all right, Coach. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, it's always great talking to you. We will see you on the 25th. Thanks again. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you, Coach. Uh, that's Coach Cameron. By the way, there's another uh, Paley Center thing I was told. Yeah, that that's right. Doing. CBS, we're doing January 17th, the Paley Center here in New York City. Uh, the the behind the scenes roll to the uh, road to the Super Bowl exhibit over at the Paley Center. Okay, on January seventeenth. So January seventeenth. Yeah, there's a big you know um, you know on stage. There's kind of like a chalk talk with all of us at the NFL today. Very very cool. This all thing right. at Tellers is going to be a very very private, very small, very intimate event. Very intimate. Yes. Yeah, and you're going to have to navigate between the two of us. Yeah. I'm prepared. I'm ready to do it. And I, I know that everything's going to be world-class there at Teller's. It always is. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry Recco is here. He's got another update. He's got moment of the day. This is one of those shows that just flew by because of all things going on. We got the Belichick breaking news. We had Drew Barrymore surprise us with a phone call. We had Bill Cower pop on. So this is uh, just flown by these four hours and uh, Jerry continues with it. What's up, Jerry? Brought to you by Jack Pocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone with Jack Pocket. Maybe the best run we've ever seen from a coach. Nine Super Bowls, six Super Bowl championships, 24 seasons. And yet at noon, we will hear from Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft as they are Parting ways. We'll see where he goes. So was Cowers' point there? I kind of heard drips and drabs as I was editing. His point is that at 72, maybe, it's a little too much work for these guys to get involved again? Not, no, it? not for Belichick. He, he's, he, he was talking about the age and the future of the organization and these owners like to look ahead five, ten okay. years. That's what he was saying. He also felt like, like Pete Carroll would stay within the organization and not mm. take another job. And that was surprising to me, especially after the way that Pete Carroll was talking yesterday yeah. um, about the, he's juiced up, man. Well, yeah, and, he, and then he also put out there that, you know, the Atlanta Falcons do have a, a very good team and that that owner is not getting any younger and wants to have a chance at a Super Bowl. Become a quarterback, though. Well, they'll find one. They'll go get a free agent. They'll get somebody. They'll draft somebody. But they'll they'll definitely get a experienced quarterback down there. All right. Well, here was Pete Carroll talking about uh, not seeing the uh, last of him. That's it for now. And uh, I'm freaking jacked. I'm fired up. I'm not tired. I'm not worn down. Uh, you, you guys tried your best. You didn't wear me out. I'm. You know, it's the end of the season. I'm supposed to be. You know, go lay on a cot somewhere. I ain't feeling like that. Does not sound like a man that's uh, retiring. But then again, who knows? We shall. We shall see. They said he could work in the front office or in an advisory role, or maybe he could go to the Chargers. We shall see. Hey, anyway. I think the problem is if you keep him in the building, whoever comes into that building better have a good relationship with him. Like Dan Quinn mm-hmm. probably has a good relationship. From working with him and and everything else, so that I could see happening. Like Coach Cower did mention that, but it would have to be somebody that Pete knew and has a, re, a, a quality, favorable relationship with. 
be interesting to see how fast those Zoom interviews begin. Oh, they're all started. I meant with the Seahawks. I'm oh, I see. You. Cowboys better win Sunday. <laughs> Otherwise, Jerry might say, hey, Dan, you're coming to the sideline. You never know. Wow, you're unbelievable. Why? I mean, I know that's you, not I, me. I, I, no, 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 that no, is no, you no. That you is are not the voice me. Of the Cowboys. That, no, I'm not. That is not yes, me at all. Are. I think three straight twelve win seasons or whatever it is, it's pretty damn close. He's been really good, but that notion. There's a reason why everyone keeps asking Jerry Jones, "Do you guys have to win games to keep Mike McCarthy?" Is he not got the pulse of the Cowboys? Does he not know right. everything there is to know about the Cowboys? The Bo- ca- both by being a fan, first and foremost, and then secondly, being the voice of the Cowboys. The little piss-ant record got me fired already. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, mean, I wouldn't fire him. I'm telling you. Settle down just a little bit. Okay. I'm telling you that that idea is out there, that they better win a couple of games here, specifically Sunday. Right. I don't right. like your attitude. The, I mean, you, Jerry's okay. right. I, I but I, I understand that, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Jerry came in here and basically said that this had to be the year because Jer- Jerry Jones was not going to make it. <laughs> I think that was last year, actually. <laughs> yeah, but I, but it's like I feel like every year be we get this closer for... to the end. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, we so all I... are day by day, of course. So anyway, I just my point was, <laughs> would they get on the line with Dan Quinn that quickly? Because you know he's going to be someone that they would probably be interested in. And Jerry loves him. Nick Saban, gone. He has retired. Uh, six national championships at Alabama. One at LSU. He has had enough. He's, what, 72 as well? That's all right, 71, 72, I think yeah. he is. So probably you would think he says retirement. We'll see if he surfaces anywhere else. Maybe TV. Uh, we shall see. Uh, you got the Nets and Cavaliers today in Paris at 2 p.m. on 101.9 FM. You've got uh, Evan and Tiki on the AM side. Nick's in Dallas tonight. I mean, no, that's that's a, just a horrendous break for our friends at Evan and Tiki. Let's not try to sugarcoat this. <laughs> not, this is just a horrendous break. They get paid very well. Go do a show. Now, I know, but it's just confusing to the listener to be on well, AM. They should have the off. Nets. Just why? It's just like if the Yankees right are on the radio station. Yeah. They have off. Well, they don't in this case. No, I do like the fact that they're on the AM trying to salvage something out of it. I think that's the best idea. But it's just it's a it's just a bad break. Go kiss ass, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, uh, it's funny. Knicks have won five in a row. They've got uh, no Luka Doncic tonight out with the ankle injury. I do believe Kyrie will be playing, but Knicks and Mavericks coming. Up, I think eight thirty is the start time. Uh, for that. Haven't heard from this guy in a while. St. John's was in a real tight game with Providence last night at the Garden. Here were the final seconds with the big man. Lewis second free throw and that's good. So it's 75 to 73. 4.7. Here comes the inbounds pass and it comes into Pierre. Pierre eludes the pressure. Pierre at the long shot for three at the buzzer. No good! And St. John's escapes with the victory! A good win for... Oh, My nizzle. Okay, John Minko on St. John's Learfield Radio. <laughs> Here was uh, Rick Pitino. Nothing easy about this one. It was a great learning experience. I I really believe this because I've been around this game a long time. If we would have won by 20 tonight, we would have gone into Creighton and just got our asses handed to us. So good that they had to win a close game at the Garden and they get it done. So they played well. And good for them. Uh, new Mets GM David Stearns, Luis Severino, and Harrison Bader with the media yesterday. Um, so this is what had the mid uh, the mid uh, the afternoon show, not the midday show. Uh, yeah, it was the afternoon show. Evan and Tiki all up in arms. At least I should say Evan more so. And that was the plan for Harrison Bader. 
this year. As we know, he's an outfielder. He's a center fielder. You got Brandon Nimmo. Harrison's going to play a lot of center field. I, I think, you know, I term it, he's, he's going to play regularly in center field. Um, I think we're, we're fortunate. We've got, frankly, a number of outfielders who can um, who can play multiple positions, who can play center field. And then they proceeded to kind of, kind of dissect what that means. He's going to play regularly. Is he going to be the starting center fielder? Will he only play when Brandon Nimmo's not there? Is Nimmo going to be the all of the full-time left fielder? That was the conversation. Yeah, uh, I so. mean, David Stern just said, I haven't figured it out yet. When I do, I'll tell Carlos Mendoza, and he'll listen to me, and that's <laughs> the end of it. So everybody chill out. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> I mean, that's what the truth is, isn't it? It didn't take long. Let's get into spring training, and we'll figure this whole thing out. You know, I was thinking, uh, speaking of the midday show and afternoon show, I think at 10 a.m. I already have envisioned the open for those guys, and it's going to be Sal coming out of the box going, King Cohen has to go after Bill Belichick, BT. That's what it is. We got to do it. <laughs> They'll somehow work the Mets into yeah. this football day. Uh, well, here's David Stern. Speaking of the fans like Sal, he hears all the rumblings. I love that our fan base wants us to sign everyone out there right that that's great um one that i, I think that means that what this organization has done over the last couple of years has raised the bar and has set high expectations and and that's a great thing we want high expectations good well we'd like for you to sign people but they don't want to come here and play here Why? they want to go to play for the dodgers is, is what they want to do yeah right yeah. i mean certain guys yamamoto for sure in those two instances yes but i don't think it's Otani. asking a lot yeah. to sign Justin Turner or someone that can hit. That's all they're looking for. Yeah, they need a bat. Yes, very much so. Now, here was Luis Severino. He's now a Met. Always thought he'd be in the Bronx. I mean, for me, I mean, I was I was not imagining even going to any team. You know, I was think I was going to die a Yankee. Well, he's not going to die a Yankee. I mean, I guess he, he could still go back. May. He still may. I guess right. he could go back, but he is a Met now, and he's excited to stay in New York. Thinking more about it, you know, that thing that drives me, that keeps me going is the pressure. So, I love being in pressure, you know, that's why, uh, you know, I was in New York for a long time. Yes, he was. Now, are you excited about Marcus Stroman possibly coming to the Yankees? No, I hate that guy. Okay. <laughs> I mean, re replay whatever Stephen A. Smith said about wow. <laughs> Jason Whitlock, and it's not far away from the way I feel about Marcus Stroman. All right, so let's do that. Here was Stephen A. talking about Jason Whitlock. I don't know of another human being worse <laughs> than Jason Whitlock. He is a piece of shit. Oh boy, he's the dude that's gonna have a funeral, and ain't gonna be no pallbearers. <laughs> so yeah, how I mean, Brian Cashman would be just absolutely stupid, flat out stupid to bring that guy here. He was a mess in New York. He was an absolute jerk. He was a terrible person in the clubhouse. He was part of that faction there with Javi Baez that was doing the thumbs down to the fans. He fought with everybody. He made everything a race issue. He fought with fans. He blocked people. I mean, the guy is a, he's, he's just, he's, he's the pits. He sucks. He's, he is sludge. He is, he's a, yeah, he's, he's a, he's a slug. So this is not G God. talking about Marcus Stroman. This is one more Stephen A on Jason Whitlock. He is the worst human being any of you will ever meet. You get within a mile of his presence. Wrap your arms around yourself. To protect your soul. Mm. He is Cain. <laughs> he is a devil. <laughs> and then here's G's favorite one. Weeks later, you wrote a lengthy apology to me in an email. Begging me to forgive you. Pointing out how you were betrayed. 
by this particular writer so you know how I must feel that you betrayed me? Did you tell the folks that? You bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Did you tell the folks that? You bitch. Oh, it doesn't get any better than that. That was great. That is uh, really something. And then there's Pat McAfee. He has rid himself of Aaron Rodgers for the rest of the season, and it sounds like he's fired up about that. We are very lucky to get a chance to chat with him and learn from him. Some of his thoughts and opinions, though, do piss off a lot of people. A lot of people. And uh, I'm pumped that that is no longer going to be every single Wednesday of my life, uh, which it has been for the last few weeks. Like if you're Aaron Rodgers and you hear that, wow. why would you go on with him again? Honestly. I think he knows that he's talking about the audience reaction to it and how Pat McAfee gets dragged into the dark part of the Internet and not necessarily what there that has nothing to do with the relationship between Pat and Aaron. But why won't I I just come up with this, though, this that the the Aaron Rodgers interviews with Pat McAfee before he got the ESPN were, you know, about as important an interview as there was during the weekend. He would stay on there for an hour. And yeah, he would expand his thoughts and give you all his different ideas about different things. Uh, and that's a big part of what made that show. No yeah. doubt. Uh, NHL tonight, Rangers visit St. Louis, Devils and Tampa Islanders host the Maple Leafs. Uh, and with that, because it is long, moment of the day brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. Ah! It's about a minute 40 because there are a few parts in this that I wanted. And that's when you got the surprise guest this morning. I told you you were going to like this. Come on. There's no way. There's no way. All right. On a nice clear line, too. This is crazy. All right. So the other day we were talking about being out in Vegas and all the other shows that were out in Vegas. Yeah. And we talked about the Drew Barrymore show being out there and how we wanted to have her on while we were out there. Yes. She's on the line right now. Get out of here. Drew, good good morning. How are you? you? Hello, are you on the air? Yes, we're yes, on the air, yes. Because I'm actually here with Gail King. Hi, Boomer. Hi there, Gail. How are you? <laughs> I heard them say, Drew, you're, I heard them say your name. Are we live on the air? Yes, live yes, on the air in yes. New York City. Boomer and Gio also on TV, CBS Sports Network. We're going to be in Vegas, and you guys are too. And I was wondering mm. if actually we could do the Drew's News Desk at the... CBS whole Bellagio set up together because I can't think of any better authorities than Boomer and Geo to talk sports with on our show. Would you guys do that with us? Are you kidding me? Geo, you know, I think you and I have a lot in common because we both seem incredibly still not jaded and grateful for the fact that we get to like have a job and work. And um, I'll never lose sight of that. I'll always be excited to be employed and getting to do these dream jobs. I, I kind of can't believe that I'm still doing this. Like, how? Yeah, yeah John, we feel the same way. But I have to say, Drew, as this is booming yeah, When I was here. on the uh, Southern State Parkway, I was saying, <laughs> why am I still doing <laughs> I have to tell you, Drew, you have taken him out of his uh, funk this morning, uh, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate very it. Very cool this morning, Drew Barrymore calling in. That was fun. That was fun. It was unexpected. And my first reaction when I heard that Gail King was on the line, I was going to have Al and her debate politics. <laughs> that was the first thing, my first reaction. But then I realized Drew was there as well. And we should yeah, probably the have amazing some fun. thing to me is watching back the video part of it. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
in your face because you had just gone off on your 20-minute diatribe of living here. And Is that true? Go, yes. He oh, did. I didn't realize that. Uh -huh. He was like in a really bad place. And I was yeah. like, dude. I know we got all these coaching firings and everything else is happening. I don't need you to be in such a negative and bad mood today. Mm. And, of course, she called in. And now we are officially a part of the Bellagio broadcast. We are officially a part of it now. And that should be in a press release. I'm hoping so. <laughs> but we're in Gio. We'll join Drew Barrymore. Everyone Jen rewrites it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not every day you get an A-lister like that calling up the show and... And talking to you. That was, that was awesome. Yep. So thank you, CBS. Thank you, Drew. Thank you, Gail King. Thanks to everybody. Uh, all right, Jerry. Good stuff, man. We will see you later. It's Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Bill Ford Talk Studio. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. I hate to bring up bad news here, but I just saw this a minute ago. Tweeted out by Anthony DeComo. Sad news from the Mets today. Team announced that Buddy Harrelson has died after a long battle with Alzheimer's. He was 79, of course, member of the 69 World Series Championship. Uh, played uh, with the Mets for 13 seasons and a manager for two. Uh, one of those special, special Mets that was a part of the... My childhood. Yeah. Exactly. My childhood, 100%, man. And uh, every time, you know, I think about Tom Seaver, now Buddy Harrelson, and others who have passed away, uh, you know, you just realize that, that that's your childhood passing right in front of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And those guys during that time of, of your life were, you know, larger than life. They were heroes. They were not peers, but they were the adults that were doing the coolest that's right. thing ever. Yeah. Um, and that, that always hits different, you know? Yeah, it does. You know, and the other thing that came out this morning was Michael Strahan talking about his daughter, Isabella, who's dealing with a brain cancer issue. And they were on uh, their his show this morning on ABC. And that looked to be really emotional. And I hope and I pray that Isabella is going to make it through. And I know that Michael will be there every step of the way. And I'm sure she's getting the absolute best care possible. But I just saw that video, too. And I was just shook by that because, you know, Michael's a contemporary and does what I do. Um, we both have children that have dealt with different issues, and I don't care how old your child is, they're always your child. Oh, yeah. And she's 19, and she's got so much to live for, and I'm sure that she's going to fight it just like her dad fought on the football field. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I want to make sure I go back and watch that just to, to see the story. But uh, if anybody knows what it's like to have something going on with a kid and fighting for that kid it's it's you so i'm sure when you hear those stories it also 
hits home in a different Especially way. Especially when they're friends. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. like, and you kind of know who they are and you know what's going on. And, and Michael's obviously a big presence for ABC and Fox. And, uh, you know, there is I, there is nothing worse than, you know, having your child dealing with something and something so serious. So hopefully uh, they'll, they'll get through it and she'll get through it. And it seemed to be, you know, they put a emotional face on it so hopefully like i hate i hate just saying thoughts and prayers yeah 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 right but i just i know about miracles mm. i've lived one yeah. i've seen it mm. and i know what happens and believe you me when it does happen you know there's this this air of uh like you become at ease and i can only hope that michael and his and her mom and everybody else that is associated with isabella can get through this and she gets through it and she can live her life happily and and hopefully become the person that she wants to be. Yeah, so sorry to throw out some bad news there, but we both felt it was important to mention those two things uh, here in the, in the body of the show. We'll get some uh, calls in to end the show at 877-337-6666 as this has been a jam-packed sports day from start to finish, and it's been a blink of an eye. If I would have looked up at the clock right now and saw 7.51 and not 9.51, I would have believed it because this is just, uh, it's incredible how fast the... The show has gone. All right, let's go to Thomas in Rockland County. What's going on, Thomas? Good morning. Good morning, Boomer and Trio. How are you doing? Good, Thomas. What's up this morning? Uh, I'm a great fan of you guys. Um, um, I love Boomer on CBS, the NFL Today, and Trio. I just want to say congratulations. I heard um, Bill and Gower that your event, you're going to be inducted into the um, Hall of Fame. Um. I'm inducted in the Nanuet Hall of Fame. Oh, nice. Um, yes. I was inducted in 2017 for videotaping for my high school sports for over 30 years. That is I great, do, man. That's something to be really proud of, Thomas. That's very cool. Yes. I do football, basketball, and boys lacrosse. And... I'm a big fan, and I just want to say congratulations. Well, thank you. That, that. that means a lot to me, Thomas, and congr- even though it's uh, back in 2017, but congratulations to you, and yeah. I know how skilled yeah. you have to be to be able to film sports and be great at it. That is a that is not an easy thing to no, do. No, not at all. Um, so uh, very, very cool. Yes, the Suffolk County uh, Sports Hall of Fame. There's a, I uh, think they saw you just truck Sean Marash, and they said, that guy needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Right, and this has nothing to do with my playing career in uh, football and baseball in high school. It has everything to do with the radio show and living in Suffolk County, growing up in Suffolk County. It's your broadcasting career. Broadcasting. You were going to Hofstra, being a Long Island guy. It has everything to do with that. 100% South Shore. Right. Giving my money to local alcoholic establishments. Exactly. Keeping bars and restaurants afloat uh, in Suffolk County. Support local small business, man. That's what I'm doing. Uh, Chris Lake Grove. What's going on, Chris? Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good, man. What's up? Um, all right, just got a. I heard the news about Buddy Harrelson, uh, kind of sad. And uh, I had the opportunity, me and my buddy, at the PBA outing at uh, the Country Club in Bayshore, uh, Southwood Ho. Yeah. And uh, I was playing with Frank Ball and Buddy Harrelson. Frank was running late, so it was myself, my partner, and Buddy at the first tee, getting a shotgun start. And uh, we were like, you know, acquiesce to Buddy. Buddy, you're the man, you go first. And to show the competitiveness of the guy, uh, he hooks his first shot on a par three into the woods, went on a rant for about 20, 30 seconds, screaming up and down, cursing. 
he gathered himself. He looked at us and said, "Okay, who's next?" <laughs> and, <you> know, <laughs> yeah, and it just shows that it just shows the kind of guy, the fierce competitor, uh, you know, that he was. Yeah, I mean, I never, uh, I never heard anybody say a bad word about Buddy Harrelson. He's one of those guys who stuck around too. You could see him making appearances locally. Yeah, you managed the Long Island Ducks there for a little yes, while as well. Yes. So he was always around, man. He was just one of those uh, local Baseball staples. lifer, man. Yeah, local staples. That, that is hilarious, too, of course. Listen, man, it, you won a World Series, you played in the major leagues, you were a manager. Of course you're going to be competitive. You made it to that level of sports. That competitive gene never, ever leaves you. Uh, Austin in Pennsylvania. What's going on, Austin? Hey, what's up, fellas? Hey. Uh, you know, there might be another job opening that nobody's talking about after this weekend. There's word that if Sirianni doesn't win this weekend, he might be in trouble. And now with Belichick and Carroll out there, there's probably even more pressure on him. And don't you think that would be a prime spot for Belichick? I mean, be back in the NFC East. He's got a good team there. I mean... I don't know. Yeah, listen, Austin, it's it's a it's actually a, it's not a crazy thought. I just wonder what kind of uh, relationship he has with Howie Roseman, who's done a good job of stocking that team. There's no question about it. He yeah. does have a quarterback there that needs probably a little bit more tutelage and missing Shane Steichen this year certainly has uh, hampered his development. It'll be interesting to see what happens in Tampa Bay. There's no question on Monday night, if they lose to Tampa Bay, there are going to be a lot of questions about Nick Sirianni. I mean, that's unfortunate, but that's the reality of it, especially with what's gone on over the last five weeks. And I don't think Tomlin's going anywhere, Austin. I know I, I know he was going to ask about Tomlin. You know, Coach Cowager said it. Mike Tomlin's in the playoffs. He won 10 games. He's not going anywhere. If he wanted to leave would be the only reason why, and I don't believe that he does, but the Steelers are not firing Mike I mean, Tomlin. But you know how fan fans are finicky. I mean, look, Mike Tomlin won 10 games, and look at his quarterback situation. Now, I know... Horrendous! He, and by the way, both Sean McDermott and Mike Tomlin did what? Uh, Fired their offensive yeah, coordinators yeah, yeah. Right. Yep. and saved their seasons. Mm-hmm. So there is something to that. Oh, why were you laughing? Well, because they're laughing. Because there's times where, like, you know, you catch me off guard. You ask these questions, and you could have just said it. And I'm like, oh damn! And it makes me look like a fool because I couldn't think about what was in your brain at that very moment. Like you're like, they I'm not trying want. to make you look like a fool. But then, like, I can't recall. And it if, right you, that if you don't know, I I'm, no, I'm, I mean, I knew, but it's like hard to recall it right at that moment. Oh uh, yeah, but they both fired their offense coordinators. Yeah, and both off. I'm not saying that this Pittsburgh offense is much better, but. Uh, I mean, they're sticking with Mason Rudolph. Damn right they are. He's played better than all those guys combined. And no T.J. Watt for Pittsburgh against Buffalo this week. That's right, because he has a what? He's got a bad knee. MCL. Grade two sprain. Just answer your own question already. (laughs) You know, I don't like you guys. (laughs) Really, honestly. I don't like you guys anymore. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.